Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. So we're going to be looking at today the limits of lies. Okay, how many got some lies you've been believing? And maybe don't raise your hand yet. You'll realize you do in just a bit. But we live in a culture of lies. I mean, if you think about it, we live in a culture of, of swiping. And so we all swipe and see these amazing highlight reels from all the people we know, some people we don't know, some people we idolize, some people we look at and say, goodness, they go on vacation every weekend. Or their kids are hugging each other. How do they do that? You know, they're, they're seeing all this cool stuff. They're eating all this amazing food. Like, what the jazz? And we live in a culture of lies. All of it. We have these standards that we think we should be living up to, how much money we should be making, what a real marriage looks like, what a, what a family structure should be. And we have all these false realities of what true life is be. You should be this size. You know, you should fit into this size of dress. Come on, ladies. We have this false reality of what is true and what is real. A lot of us live our whole entire life with this boundary, this limit of living in these lies. And maybe it's something that your dad said to you when you were little, your mom spoke to you, but you're, maybe that one uncle or aunt, or that one girlfriend that was cray cray, and she spoke that into your life. And all of a sudden you started entertaining the thought, and now you entertain these lies to be your reality. That's what we do, right? We start entertaining the lie. Well, they... They've been calling me that for a long time. Well, everybody says that. I wonder if it's true. You know, when we start, we start having these boundaries without even realizing it, we start setting up these limits and these lies that actually keep us from the truth of God. The truth of God is what sets us free. And so we start living in these limits. I don't, I don't know if you've ever heard someone say, you know, why would God allow something like that to happen? Well, if he's a good God and he's in a good mood, why are people dying? Why would he let people go to hell? There's all these, these lies, these false realities of, of not knowing the full picture, not knowing the reality of what is truth. And so I want to look today at some lies. I want to look at some lies that maybe you've been believing in your life, some things that I've been entertaining in my life, and some things that we need to face right up and start getting the truth of God. Did you know that the truth of God is like the light into our path? And so if you've ever walked in a dark room or dark woods or whatever, you know that without light, it's almost impossible to see in front of you. But the truth of God, when God comes in with his light, he shines a light on your path and you can see where you're going. But if you don't have the light, you won't see where you're going, okay? That's just common sense, but I just thought I'd throw that out there. I want to look at John chapter 8 today. John chapter 8, verse 31. If you're taking notes, go ahead and write that down. So he says in verse 31, he says, To the Jews who have believed him. Now right off the bat, we define. Smooth. Check, 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 check. There you go. I'm telling you, we have a kick butt team. They are on it all the time. You don't even notice they're there. That's how good they are. 
And so things like this happen, it's like, whoa. It's like, yeah, this don't happen, right? Amazing. Thank you guys so much for all that you do to create that distraction-free environment so we can get Jesus. Amen. He says, he defines right off the bat to the Jews who believe. So he's not talking to all the Jews. And whenever you read something like this in Scripture, you have to ask yourself, what is the context, right? If you ever read the word therefore, do you read that in your Bible a lot? Therefore, this. You have to look back before therefore to see why is he saying therefore. Whenever you read the word therefore, you've got to ask, what's it there for? So when you look back and know, all right, so he's saying to this next statement is only to the Jews who believe. Now, in that day, the Jewish people, they were the believers in uh, what Jesus was preaching and all, and then Jesus came and, like, broke it up, and he's like, nah, Gentiles too. Like, everybody gets this word. And so this is kind of, you have to take that into consideration, but he was talking to those who believe his teaching. He says this. He says, if you hold on to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Now, he broke it down, and Jesus always does this because up until that point, it was one of those things where only the religious leaders that knew the law and knew all about the law were his true disciples. And when Jesus came, he said, no, 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 no. All who hold on and believe in me and hold on to my teachings are my true disciples. Now, don't you love that God doesn't expect us to be know-it-alls and know everything about his word and have to know everything in order to be a follower of him and to be a disciple? In fact, the word disciple literally means learner. And so he says, if you want to follow me, you have to learn. You have to have a yearning to learning, okay? You got to want it. You got to want to learn. And, and if you, you want to find out the greatest disciples, the greatest people in the face of the planet, the people who ask the greatest questions because they're the learners. You never stop learning. You always can learn from someone. And so Jesus was defining. He was saying, hey, those who hold on to my teaching, those who hold on to my truth, those who are, are leaning into me and asking me questions and holding on to what I say, because there's a difference between going to church as a religious, whatever you want to call it, you know, check it off your box, like, I went to church, I feel good, and going out throughout your week and doing nothing about it, and then those that come to church, hear the word of God, and do something with it. There's a big difference. And Jesus was defining you, saying, there are those that hear my teaching, and then there are those who hold on to my teaching, all right? Hear and hold, they're two different things. You can hear something, and this is uh, relationship-wise, okay? So if you're in a marriage or you're guys, you're going into a dating relationship, girls, you're looking for that guy. Um, there's a difference between hearing and holding. So if we have a conversation, and I'm like, hey, girl, so I'm really having a hard time in my heart, and just I hate it when you tell me that I look fat in these jeans, okay? Now, you can hear that all day long. As soon as you tell me I look fat in these jeans again, you didn't hold on to my words. You just heard my words. But there's a difference with holding words and saying, all right, noted. Not going to call them fat in those jeans. Really hurts the feelings, okay? And do I look fat in these jeans? Okay, no, don't answer that. I... Uh, <laughs> The truth is, in my life, here, here's a reality in my life, and we have to know what's reality and what's not reality. Sometimes we can live in a false reality and go our whole entire lives with these false realities that we're, we're living in, you know? And it's like who we are, and that we're not good enough, and our mom and dad did this, and so we have to do this. And, and Jesus is this because someone defined it for us like that. And God is this, and he's this mad, you know, universal ruler, and he's like, oh, I'm going to kill all of you, you know, and you Try to live up to my sin. You know, if, if you lived in those false realities, sometimes you can live so long that it becomes normal. It's your truth. 
And so you have to look at your reality and say, what is truth? What am I holding on to as my reality? And sometimes we can go throughout life and have all the lies around us and actually hold on to them instead of just hearing them. Now, let me, let me say something real quick, okay? Lies will never end. We live in a, a world of lies. I mean, think about it. Media, news, everybody's fighting for your attention. They're talking about, no, they're wrong. No, they're wrong. You know, we got all these things going on. So you have a society that's fighting, and who knows what truth is? And so you have a, a world of lies. Lies are all around us, and that's, that's the thing that we can't get away from the lies because if that were the case, we'd all just go dig a hole Go live in a cave as Christians and be like, no, no lies. Let's only talk truth. We're only going to read the word. You know, that's not what Jesus called us for. That's being safe. You know, what, what we're called to do is to go into the world and create disciples of all nations, right? Everybody. Everybody gets a car, you know, Oprah Winfrey. Like, let's do this. Like, everybody gets Jesus. And so when Jesus calls us, we have to know what to hold and what to hear. You have to know what to hold and what to hear. And you'll never be able to change what's around you unless you're determined with changing with what's within you. That's good. You need to write that down. Because some of us are trying to change the world around us, and we're like, Jesus, change my school. God, change my work. God, change my neighborhood. Oh, Lord, just send revival. Ha! Send revival. Ha! Ha! You know what I mean? Like we get into it. We're like, God, change my world. And yet we're not looking inside. Say, God, what's going on inside of me? What lies am I believing about myself? Maybe I'm, I'm not believing that I'm a child of the king and that I'm good enough and that you created me for greatness. Maybe I've, I've lived the lie of not feeling adequate and that my gifts aren't good enough and I want that guy's gifts. I want that girl's gifts. Well, if I could sing like that, I'd be good. But God has designed each of us different and we have to know what truths we hold and what truths we hear. And sometimes we can, we can hold on to the lies. And he said, those who hold on to my teachings, make them a part of their reality, are my true disciples. They're the ones that are learning, growing, going after me. And so there, there, there are a couple things we have to do in order to really get his truth inside of us. In fact, in, um, oh, what is it? John chapter 16, verse 13. Very good scripture. But it says in, in verse 13, he says, but when he talking about the spirit of truth. When he comes, he will guide you. Oh, thank you, Jesus, he guides us. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes I get lost. And I'll wake up and I'll have one of those bad days, you know. I'm not feeling like the Rev, you know. I'm not feeling like Pastor Lige. I'm feeling like, don't mess with me, I need coffee, like now. Just give me some caffeine and I'll be a Christian, okay? <laughs> Let's just be real. Like, let's, let's just have those days. And it's like when we have that reality, I, I, need, I need him to guide me. I need him. I need some things in my life that are pointing me to truth because sometimes I believe the lie. Sometimes I'm like, oh, my word, is, this is so hard. Like I thought this was going to be a little bit easier. I love that. I love that Jesus doesn't save us from the storm. He saves us through the storm, right? He always makes us empowered enough to go through the storm, which I love. I love, I love, I love. But when you're going through the storm, it stinks. Come on, can I get a witness? Help me preach. It stinks. And so sometimes I need his guidance. But let me tell you the truth. Jesus only shows you the next step. He never gives you the full picture. That's good. You need to write that down. You'll need this someday. 
and you'll be like, why, God? I want to know what I'm going to do with my life. God, I want to know the full, like, where I'm going to go in five and ten years. Hey, let me break it down to you. Jesus, and, and let's, in my experience and what I've read in the Word, he never does that. Sometimes he'll give you the vision of what it kind of looks like, but he'll never give you the full off. He's like the GPS that gives you the next turn, the next step. It's like a little flashlight through a dark hall. It's like the next step. Okay, now where do I go? Oh, the next step. Some of us get, get so frustrated because we're like, God, I just want to know. Why don't you tell me what I'm going to do? I want to know who I'm going to marry. Come on, single people. You've been praying those prayers. I know. I hear it. God, help me, Lord Jesus. I need to know what I need to do with my job. Like, where am I going? And he says, Here, here's the next step. He's a guide. He's not a magician. He's not someone that's just like, poof, there you go. Here's everything. He's a guide. He leads and guides us. That's what I love about our father is that he doesn't just leave us to our mission. He's like, all right, go have, figure it out. He's right alongside of us. Jesus is right here. He's right here walking alongside of us. He said, here's the next step. Here's what you do. He says, when he comes, he will guide you into all truth. All truth. Man, we, we got a storage unit for all the change stuff. So all the stuff we bring in on a Sunday. It was out in my place in uh, Chester County. We got a new place. So we, we came into uh, a storage unit. And so we're, we're looking at storage units. And let me just school you on storage units. There's different sizes, okay? You got 10 by 10s, 10 by 15s. 10 by 17s and 10 by 20s. Now, don't ask me why they do the 10 by 17. Doesn't make sense. They need to kick that one out, okay? But that's just a personal preference. It's ne neither here nor there. So we go to shop for, uh, I this is the thing, you shop for a storage unit, right? So you're like, ah, I'll take a 10 by 15. So we show up and there's one. It's got a big pole in the middle. I'm like, nah, I don't, we don't do like poles in the middle of the room. That's weird. So let's go somewhere else. So we're like, let's try the 10 by 10. So they show us the 10 by 10. They're like, this is the last one on the market, whatever. So 10 by 10, we're like, oh my word. All right, let's take it. Let's do it. So my father-in-law rolls into town. If you met him, he's amazing. He's so awesome, but he's very planned out, very thorough, and, and has all of his details in a row. Like, he, he wakes up in the middle of the night. He's amazing. He wakes up in the middle of the night. He'll write down plans of how we're going to pack this storage unit, and he'll come to me early in the morning like, okay, I got 16 pages of notes. When you look through this, and you tell me how it is. In fact, he actually cut out things of, like, these are the shelves, and this is the page of the diameters, and this is how the shelves are going to fit inside. I'm like, you win. You win. <laughs> Your, 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 yes, your plans are amazing. I'll just follow you. So we roll up to this 10 by 10 uh, trailer unit, storage unit, whatever, and we go in, and he has his tape measure out. He's, he's measuring things out because he's like very, th he's like, all right, we've got to make sure this is all good. We go out, eight and a half. Wait, eight and a half? It, it's 10 by 10. Let's try that again. All right. So we put eight and a half. Eight and a half? I paid for 10. So we go to the other way. We're like, all right, let's check this other way. It was eight and a half by seven. Where's my four and a half feet, people? I'm like, wow, have you ever been in a place where you believed a false reality so long that you thought you had something that was way different than what was truth? I thought I had a 10 by 10. And we were realizing, wow, I am good enough. Have you ever believed the lie? Lies, 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 lies. Jesus is, you know, God is this angry God. And then we find out, wow, no, he's not. He's in a good mood. And he loves us so much. We live in a flawed world. That's the problem. We live in a world full of sin. 
But Jesus is so full of love, and we start to realize, wow, eight and a half by seven, I got I to gotta upgrade to the 10 by 20. That's what Jesus loves to do. He loves to take us from our false reality and say, hey, when I come in, when I usher my presence into your life, I start to speak all truth into every aspect of your life, into the way that you serve, and the way that you give, and the way that you love, and the way that you have, have friendship, and the way that you spread the word of God. I am truth to all things when he comes in. And that's why we usher him in all the time. And you need to make this regular. Usher his presence into your life. So here, here's a couple things that you can put in place, okay, in order to get some truth in our lives, in order to go further into who he is so that we can break these barriers of lies. I don't want to live with the lies. I know you don't either because it's holding us back from our true potential. Don't you know that? It's holding us back. It's like we believe this lie for so long that now we're, we're, we're like used to the leash, but have you ever seen a little dog that, like, wants off the leash so bad, and then finally they get, like, to the dog park or into the fence area, and they let them go? What happens to that dog? Gone. He's gone. Like, leash gone. And that's what happens is when, when Jesus releases us with his truth, all of a sudden we have no barriers, and now we can live free. And in fact, a lot of people look at Christianity like, oh, you can't do this. Well, I don't know if I, I can do that because there's so many rules. You know, I, I, well, if I go to church, I'm going to have to change things, right? But really, and, and that, that's the lie. But in reality, when God comes in and sets us free, hey, talk to my friends who have given up the addiction to drugs and given up the addiction to alcohol and given up those things that have bound them for, for years. In fact, when Jesus was talking to them, he was talking about, I have to tell you the rest of the story. This is so good. Because when you talk to those people who have been set free, they're not saying, oh, man, I can't do that anymore. They're saying, woo, freedom, freedom. Finally, I got my life back. Why? Because sin and all the lies of the enemy are a trap that keep us back from living out all God wants us to do. It's like being on a leash. Well, I really want to get into that tree. I really want to play with my friends. You know, I want to do something for God, but I just, I just can't. I mean, my background and got these things that are holding me back. And we believe these lies and they hold us back. But when you come into a relationship with Jesus and he starts to change things inside of you, starts to break those things off, all of a sudden you're like, whoa, I got freedom. I can actually run. I, 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 can, I can do things with my hands. I can do things with my I believe it's truth. His truth sets us free. Free. Okay, you got to listen to the rest of the story. So John chapter 8, we're going back. Verse 33, they answered him. So after he said, you know, um, he said, oh, I'm sorry, verse 32. This is very important too. Verse 32, he said, if you hold to my teaching, you are my disciples. Then verse 32, he says, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. God's truth is the deactivator of all the barriers of the lies. But you have to have his truth involved in order to get rid of the lies. God's truth is the deterrent of lies. So in order to get rid of the lies, we have to get his good. We got to get his truth. All right, so here are a couple of ways we get his truth. Number one, the greatest resource of his truth is his word, the Bible. And it's the most underrated thing in our culture. Even as Christians, let's just be real. 
How many of us, you know, spend a lot of time in his word, studying up? And you got those, you got those, like, dedicated Christians who are like, yeah, I spent like three hours reading his word. And that's awesome. But his word is the greatest resource to us. It's his love letter to us. I don't know if you, you know, you're dating or you're in that, that phase of dating. But when I was dating my wife, we'd write letters to each other and we'd send them in the mail. And when I got a letter from her, oh, man. I would read that thing a million times. I'd be underlining things like, oh, what, is she, what does she mean by this? I'm circling things. I'm like, whoo, that's a highlight right there. Like, I'm just feeling good of this letter. This letter is filling me up. That's what happens when we read God's word. It starts to read to us. It, it, in fact, the Bible talks about itself, and it says it is like a double-edged sword. It goes in and reads you. It starts to look at things inside your life that need to be cut out, things that are holding you back. It starts to point out leashes, and you're like, you're reading this word, and you're like, wait, this is a leash? Well, take that off. When you read God's word, you start to know the truth, and you're like, wow, I'm loved. In fact, I'm not only loved, I'm made for greatness. I have a purpose on this world. And we start knowing his truth, because his truth sets us free. So when we come to Jesus, we come to who he is, he starts to change what's within us, so we can change what's around us. But God will never, in fact, he cannot empower you for what you're determined to escape. He can't empower you for what you're determined to escape from. You can't be like, oh, God, use me. Give me opportunities. And when the opportunities come, oh, God, not right now. I'm really busy. Oh, God, that's nerve-wracking. I can't do that. I look like an idiot. Yeah. It's like we, we're like, God, empower us. And we're like, ah! go to run. God empowered us. So scary. It's like, no, when we pray, we got to be able to be all in and say, God, show me a truth. Give me opportunities and let me be bold enough to take advantage of them and go after them. Amen. Let's go after it. Woo! I'm stoked. Limitless, baby. This is a season of limitless. And it's not because God is all of a sudden this limitless God that we're serving. It's like, whoa, oh, wow. It's God's season. Like here he is. He's limitless now. No, no, no. He's always been limitless. He'll always be limitless. The difference is us looking around saying, wow, look at all the barriers we put up. Wow, look at all the lies we've been believing. Now it's time to get truth. So number one, get in his word. Get in his word. And if you're just starting this whole, hey, I'm going to start reading the word, start in the New Testament. Don't start in Genesis. You'll be confused. <laughs> you can look at it like this. Jesus is at the center. Old Testament's over here. New Testament's here. Whatever doesn't pass Jesus is context for what we came from. Okay? So New Testament, read that. Jesus came, broke all the laws. He's like, yeah, you used to think this. Actually, it's like if you're mad at somebody, you're killing them in your heart, so you're sinning. Like, he was like, what? Mind blown, Jesus. So anything that made it past Jesus that's what we stand on. Anything that's before Jesus that didn't make it past Jesus, that's context for what we came from. People killing each other. Jesus, like, or God, like, poof, like, taking out whole nations. Like, that was crazy talk, right? And then Jesus came, changed the whole game. And now we stand on this truth. So if you're starting to read, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John's a great place to start. Start with Jesus. But get his word in you, because when you read his word, you start to hear the love letter that he has for you. You start to hear the truth of who he is, what he called us to. You start to realize Christianity isn't about staying in the boat. It's about getting out and walking on water. In fact, we're surfing. We're like barefoot surfing the waves. That's what he called us to. 
It's an adventure. Are you on an adventure like I am? Good. Sometimes I'm scared out of my mind. I'm like, oh, this is the adventure of Jesus. Scary. I had one more thought. So the other day, I rode the bus. And I, so we, we moved into the city. And so I'm getting used to the whole public transportation thing. So I read, rode DL. You know, we've ridden the L, whatever. And we've read uh, the trolley. We did that. But the bus, I haven't been, like, totally accustomed to. So I jump on the bus, and it's going on a route. And I notice it's not turning, ever. The bus is in one line. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is it. Like, this is it. It's all these stops along this road. It's not that road or that road. We're not turning. We're going straight. So it's the bus line, right? Right? Okay. Maybe I'm misunderstanding. You can school me afterwards. Don't school me right now. It's kind of embarrassing. But school me afterwards. Um, but on the bus route, so you have bus routes that go like this. In order to get off of our route of lies, we have to get on another route of truth. Right? We have to escape where we're going in order to get on where God has for us to be. And so a lot of times we'll get in a routine, and this will be just the way it is. It's the way we've always done it. This is the way I've always done devotions. This is the way I've always spoken to God. This is the way I've always run my family. This is the way I've always done my morning routine. Hey, let me tell you, break off the route of 57. Let's, let's get on to the route of 43 for a sec, okay? Let's go towards his truth and what he has to say about us. So number one, get a, a time in God's word. Number two. Get a time for God to speak his words into you. Now, I love Jesus because he's the guide. He doesn't just allow us to figure it out on our own. He's right alongside of us. And so when we spend time with him, there is a, there is a moment where you can go from that surfacy like, Jesus, I need, 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 need. Here, gimme, 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 gimme. All right, bless my day. Amen. And you can go. And that's a very surface relationship with Jesus. But if you truly want to get to that intimate place with him and hear about what he has to say about you, your family, your calling, what he wants you to do and accomplish, you got to shut up sometimes. You can quote me. Sometimes the greatest, most spiritual thing you can do is be quiet in his presence and just listen and get a pen and paper ready. Get your phone ready and say, God, now don't be scrolling on Instagram, but, you know, get your notes ready. Say, God, I need to hear you. I need you to speak truth. Why? Because we believe so many lies so many times. And so we have to get in his presence and hear the truth. We have to break off of the 57 line. We got to get on a new bus. We got to go towards his truth. We got to go towards who, who he is and what he calls us and what he says about us. And when we do that, we're set free. We're set free. I want to take a moment today. Just take a moment let God set us free for some, from some lies we've been li listening to. If you would, would you just stand to your feet and just raise hands up? If you have some lies and some things that have been holding you back, would you just lift both hands up, raise them to Jesus right now? Right now in this moment, we're just going to pray that Jesus comes and he just speaks truth into us with his words, with who he is. Man, if you believe the lie, sir, that you're not good enough, you never amount to greatness, and because your dad said or your mom said or that girlfriend said, you're not going to. Hey, let me speak what God says about you. He loves you so much. And he called you for greatness to such a level. He wants you to be the man of God, the man of faith. And he already put it inside of you. You don't even have to pray for it. It's already there. You just have to believe the truth. Just hear him say that about you. You're a leader. You're a great one. 
You're the mighty man of God. Girl, let me talk to you for a sec. You think I'm not good enough? I don't look like all the other girls. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talented. I don't have all these things going on. I can't multitask and I, you know, I have all these things. I'm, I'm not good enough. Let me tell you, you're a beautiful queen. And Jesus called you for greatness and he's put it inside of you. He's already put all the talents and gifts right inside of you. All you have to do is start to believe who he is and what he says about you. Start to listen. You're a woman of power. You're a woman of faith. He wants to use you in such a mighty way. He wants to use that mouth to speak life into everybody that you come in contact with. Come on, God, we lift these limits to you. These lies that we've been believing. We place them on the tips of our fingers. And today we just take a moment, God, and we lift them to you. God, won't you come? Won't you come? Come, God. Come, God. Now, the Bible says that where he is, he ushers in all truth. So can you just, for a moment, just in your personal way, say, God, come in. I invite you into my space. I invite you to speak to my heart like no one else can. I know no one else can speak to the depths of where you speak. But God, right now in this moment, once you come in, come in, God. I invite you in. Speak into my life, God. What do you have to say about us? What do you think about us? You're amazing, Father. God, let us turn from the lies and into the truth, into the truth. So we're not settling for the eight and a half by seven, but God, you're going to upgrade us to what's real, what's truth. God, I pray for all these in this room. I pray for the lies that we've been carrying and holding on to and it's been holding us back God, I just pray right now you start to break those chains, start to break those leashes off, those things that have have kept us down, kept us chained. And God, we pray that you would come in and start to speak truth into our lives about who you are, about who we are, about who our kids are. God, I pray for all the parents in this room. Sometimes we pray prayers over our kids that seem good to us. Maybe it's from a a blog that we read or something that feels good because of culture. But God, help us to align ourselves with your will and pray your will for our kids. Help us to pray in alignment with what you have for them. Because your truth is so much greater than ours. So much greater than ours. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at This Is Change PHL. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.